Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Will with ScheduleFly, and today I'm really excited to have Adam Gaynor on the phone. <clears throat> Adam is a general manager at Melfi's in Charleston, South Carolina. It's part of a really uh, just awesome group of uh, restaurants, and Melfi's is actually new. They just they're on week eight, so they open middle of August, and uh, <clears throat> which means that <laughs> Adam's got his hands full for sure, and I can't wait to hear more about it. But that means he's he's uh, very kind to take some time out of his day to do this. So, Adam, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do it. All right, man. Well, I want to hear about Melfi's, but I also want to hear just uh, – I always like to ask people, kind of get started. Tell me how and uh, when you got into hospitality initially. Um, gosh, that was uh, two weeks before my 16th birthday. Okay. Awesome. Um, I, uh, and I'm, I guess 30 now, so, uh, about good 14 years. And, um, I was, uh, looking for my first job and, um, found time and seafood, which is one of the probably most, uh, touristy fried seafood type restaurants you could ever imagine to be in Charleston. It's like a eight foot billboard when you walk into the Charleston airport saying, you know, everybody come to Hyman's and, uh, so it was, uh, quite, quite the animal, uh, quite the beast of a restaurant. And I started there as a, as a bus boy and a food runner and, um, kind of worked every, every position, uh, up until, um, I was about 21 and I got a, uh, I started majoring in hospitality and tourism at the college of Charleston here. Um, and kind of knew it was the direction I wanted to take. I saw how the, the owners, uh, were, uh, so excited to go around to all the tables and just greet everybody and um, just really kind of caught the the bug, if you will. Um, and uh, got an internship with the Maverick uh, Southern Kitchens Group. Uh, they owned, at the time, they owned High Cotton and Old Village Post House and slightly north of Broad, which are some fantastic local restaurants now owned by the Halls Group. Um, and uh, learned a lot from them, a little bit more fine dining spectrum and kind of the uh, more uh, administrative side of things, and then out of college, started working uh, with this with these same uh, with the same company that I'm with now. Uh, so I've been with them for about nine years now, and uh, just uh, started managing when I was 23. After a couple of years of bartending, and have been moving around in and out of their restaurants, and uh, it's been really nice to have the ability to do that because it definitely gives you kind of a, a fresh scene and fresh people and different uh, different menu and building and uh, keeps it fresh. So it's, uh, it's been a nice journey with this company and, uh, it's been, been fun. That's cool, man. So you, I mean, you went to college for this, so you knew early on what, what about hospitality, um, got you excited? Like, what do you love most about it? Uh, really just meeting a lot of new people every day and being on my feet. Um, the type of, definitely the type of personality that can't sit behind a desk. Um, if I did, I'd probably have one of those you know, under the desk, uh, bicycle things or something like that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, just seeing, just making people happy and seeing a lot of smiling faces and being around food and wine and, uh, and beer and, uh, cocktails. And it's just a really fun environment to be around to call your job. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And you've done a lot of different <clears throat> things within the industry now. Um, well, Okay, so I want to talk about Melfi's, but talk a little bit about the hospitality scene in Charleston. I mean, you guys have just got restaurant yeah, after uh, restaurant of just amazing things going on down there. So 
Um, Definitely. It's a lot of competition. It's quite the saturated market, I would say, um, at this point, uh, which is a little unfortunate, but it uh, doesn't really let a bad restaurant survive, which is also kind of cool in its own way. Um, but we do, and you know, we see a lot of shortages in staff, uh, especially in the kitchens. Um, with uh, with the amount of restaurants that are open in this town, it's uh, it's pretty tough to keep a keep a good staff. So you really have to figure out ways to kind of set yourself above regarding you know your your staff culture and what you're offering your employees and um, you know, whether that be healthcare or just a, you know, positive, uh, work environment or good pay, uh, you know, it can be a number of things, uh, that really distribute to keeping staff, but, uh, it's become quite difficult now. Um, Charleston's growing immensely. I think there's like a, I don't know what the statistic is, maybe 50 people a day moving to this, this city. And, uh, so it's, you know, people got to eat and there's plenty of places for them to choose and, uh, we're happy if they choose us, but uh, it's it's definitely a very saturated market in Charleston right now. So, okay, so I want to talk about that. So, keeping staff and and stuff. You mentioned you know good benefits, healthcare, things like that, good pay. I mean, you can do that to a point, um, sure. But you have to also run a profitable business, so you know what your numbers are and and how much you can offer. But then. How much of it is uh, nowadays is becoming, and you touched on this, but I'm just curious, it's got to be a lot of the culture, the leadership, the environment. I mean, because, you know, people that are chasing higher pay will just keep moving around and around, you know, eventually you just, I mean, that's not the kind of folks you really want. You want folks that, you know, want to be paid fairly, but a lot of yeah. it's got to be the culture you create now, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, totally easier said than done, um, yeah. you know, with that, it's uh those particular individuals are few and far between and tough to find. And, um, you know, you of course want to find those people that want to learn and grow and, you know, don't really care what they're being paid and, um, you know, more so want to do it for the knowledge and the love of it. Uh, but that's not really the reality. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's, you know, I've always kind of referred to the restaurant industry for a lot of people as kind of a gateway drug to, uh, to bigger and better things in their own life, you know, whether it be just a job in college or uh, something to, you know, just bring home a paycheck until they can uh, use their degree for something more. Um, but uh, it is definitely has a lot to do with the culture and leadership. And, uh, you know, when we, we opened uh, Melfi's and really it's kind of a trend within our company is that we want to create an environment where we do have the resources for people to learn. We're doing, you know, staff education for, uh, you know, wine and uh, for our kitchen staff. If they're, you know, if we can tell that they're wanting to know more, then we want to make sure that we're taking the time to educate them in a positive environment and uh, keep them growing and uh, keep showing them how much we appreciate them. And I think that's a lot of times what people are, are seeking is just being appreciated, being heard uh, when they want to be heard and uh, making sure that, you know, they're in a good place, in a good environment. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people out there that just open a restaurant because they have money to do it and, you know, just don't really know what they're doing. So, like you said, you know, it's got to be a business. It's got to be profitable. Um, and uh, there's a lot of chefs out there that also, you know, don't necessarily have the right attitude when it comes to, you know, wanting to teach and train and educate and, uh, 
not I can guarantee you not a single one of them enjoys you know the the situation that Charleston is in right now uh, regarding you know staffing especially in the kitchens but um, it's kind of a constant battle of always hiring always firing um, based on you know a lot of attendance issues and different things but uh, it's a it's a it's a beast of a town when it comes to the restaurant scene that's for sure well okay so you said there's a lot there's chefs out there that aren't into the education but why is that um, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of them do it because it's like the next step. Maybe, uh, maybe it's, you know, I, I don't want to speak out of, uh, out of experience or anything like that. You know, I've, I've always been a front of house guy. I always say that I took the easy way out. Um, I love food. I love cooking. Um, but it's, uh, it's a very stressful lifestyle and I have a lot of respect for a lot of the chefs in town. And, um, you know, I see, uh, you can tell what, which chefs, in which restaurants uh are willing to take the time to be in the to be in the kitchen and uh help their staff and train their staff and Mm. you know you hear unfortunately you hear uh stories here and there of other chefs that you know are kind of more arrogant or more uh angry towards their staff or uh you know i think that's hopefully a dying breed of chef uh but certainly still in existence yeah, that's not real sustainable these days, is it? <laughs> Definitely not. Um, okay, so so Charleston uh, is is like you said, highly highly competitive, um, which keeps you all on your toes. I know. I mean, it's, it it winds up creating just <clears throat> incredible places. So it's great for the consumer. Um, Absolutely. Tell me about Melfi's. What, what what's the uh, story behind Melfi's? Sure. So uh, Melfi's is um, in in the the building that it's in in the 30s and 40s was a pharmacy called Melfi's Drugs, um, and it was pretty cool. When we were breaking ground on the building, found a bunch of old medicine bottles uh, that were really old. And on the outside of the building, you can actually see like the old lettering on the bricks that say "drugs" uh, down the bricks. And uh, we got to keep some of the old original uh, ceiling tile, and uh, we actually found the family. Uh, the Melfi family, they still live in town, um, and they were nice enough to uh, give us a little copy of their family coat of arms and their letterhead, and uh, we're really uh, pleasantly surprised that we were kind of keeping the name keeping the name going. But uh, oh, Melfi cool. is also a very Italian name, um, and we are an Italian uh, restaurant, so uh, it was suiting. Um, ironically, also, the, uh, the I believe it's the psychiatrist in uh, The Sopranos was Dr. Melfi. Um, that was just more irony than, uh, than influence. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we do, uh, kind of Romanish style pizza, but we're, that's pretty small portion of our menu. We're full service Italian, um, upscale and kind of a very, uh, I guess, uh, very like tall ceiling. It feels very New York and, uh, very, uh, hip inside the, inside the, the dining room. It's, um, it's a pretty, it's a fun, like classy joint that isn't really stuffy or, uh, kind of too over the top. Gotcha. Gotcha. And and you guys, uh, so within your group, how many restaurants are there within the group? Uh, currently there's three. So we have a little Jack's, uh, tavern, um, which is kind of a dark, sexy American tavern on the smaller side. They actually won uh, best burger of the year a couple years ago, uh, at the South beach wine and food festival. Um, and I've gotten a lot of press for that uh, amazing little burger. And then we have Leon's Oyster Shop. Uh, they specialize in fried chicken and oysters and have a wonderful champagne list. 
um, to go along with both of those items. Uh, it's a fantastic combination. If you've never had fried chicken and champagne, highly recommend it. Um, and then we have us and we're the newest edition. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so, and so you're, you're new now your restaurant's new and then, but over time you, you won't be new anymore. So you, you get a lot of folks that come in because, because you're new and because they know that your group has done good stuff over time, uh, particularly in a market like Charleston, where there are always places opening like that, is it, um, what's the, what is the formula to sustain the business and get people coming back, build regular customers? Does it ultimately come down to, um, just consistent food, consistent service? I mean, just kind of nailing the basics every day, day in and day out. Do you guys talk about that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Um, Consistency is certainly, I would say, a predominant factor in keeping regulars and in building clientele. Uh, I would say um, a lot of it uh, also, it's kind of uh, same thing, but, uh, you know, being open to change is a big factor and always staying up to date with uh, the trends that are happening in the restaurant industry and not kind of letting ourselves lag behind in that regard. Uh, whether that's staff culture, uh, whether that's, you know, wine trends, beverage trends or food trends, um, listening to our customers, you know, not necessarily, you know, one individual, one individual's, uh, likes and dislikes, but, you know, if we see, we see trends that, you know, everyone is hating a dish, well, maybe, you know, we maybe change that dish. Uh, if we see that everyone is, you know, loving a certain cocktail, you know, maybe we, uh, maybe, you know, we'll probably be keeping that cocktail maybe we'll even raise it a dollar and you know see see if anybody notices but it's uh (laughs) it's definitely a consistency is a huge part of it we treat every day as if it's our first day and having to nail it um as if it's our first time um that's something that we kind of really grind into our staff um and just making sure that uh yeah that every little detail is met um it's a small little extra steps that you take when it comes to the service, I think, and the consistency of your kitchen uh, that have a lot to do with it. So those, you know, steps of service might have to do with just folding a linen when someone gets up to walk to the bathroom, uh, to never letting a water glass go empty, um, you know, open handing your guests. Uh, it's always, um, it's always those little details to me that are more subconscious than anything else mm. that the guests really views as like an overall experience of, wow, that was like really, that was really incredible. That service was on point. They were there when they needed to be, uh, not there when they didn't. Um, and the food was, you know, just as good, if not better than the last time I had it. Yeah. Yeah. Nailing those little things like that and just making it some of those things, like you said, is subconscious. The guest doesn't even fully recognize what happened, but they just know that the experience overall was, was really great. They'd like to repeat it. Um, Okay, so, well, as a uh, as a GM man, do you have um, <clears throat> do you have like sort of an overriding philosophy of how you manage and, and lead people? Um, yeah, I've learned a lot from Brooks uh, Wrights, who's the owner of one of the main owners of the three restaurants, and he's been a fantastic mentor to me. Um, but I think being open to hearing people, but always being in control, is a big. Uh, aspect of i guess in your terms what would be my formula um and uh yeah so just making sure that i am always you know 
above the rest. I never expected my any of my staff to do anything that you know they haven't seen me do or that they know I wouldn't do. Um, and uh, just being there for them um, when they're needed. Uh, and that doesn't mean doing their job for them. I think there's a big difference, uh, you know, it, to see a dirty table and to just go and help clean it up to me isn't really uh, doing any good. It's removing me from doing my job. I have, you know, I know that I have servers and server assistants to do that job. Uh, but, you know, if I see my server assistants working hard and my servers, you know, providing great service at their table and we need that table turned for another guest, you know, you bet your butt I'm over there busting that table and getting my hands dirty. And I think that has that resonates really well with the staff. And um, I think just finding a connection with everyone is uh, resonates really well with everyone to just create that some sort of even if it's just, you know, something that you grew up doing that was kind of similar or asking them how their day off was and finding some sort of small connection uh, to just let them know that you care um, really goes a long way. Um, and that allows them to respect you a lot more when you do ask something of them. 100% man, for sure. You're leading by example. It's a, it's a great way to build respect. And plus you've, um, I mean, you started, like you said, a couple of weeks before your 16th birthday bus and table. So, You've done, I mean, you started at the bottom. You can, you have a lot of credibility. You've kind of done everything. I mean, a lot of folks come out of, you know, maybe they go to, um, you know, go to hospitality and school and, or maybe they go to culinary school or whatever. And, and I hear oftentimes folks come out and they kind of expect, you know, to quickly be rise up the ranks or have a, you know, start with a higher position. But I feel like starting at the bottom a lot of times is really valuable because it helps you really understand every aspect of the business and be able to empathize and relate to people that are doing those jobs. Is that, would you agree with yeah, that? Absolutely. I think, you know, based on my degree, I do believe that, you know, to be a manager and to, you know, it's certainly a resume builder to help with that, but certainly experience in this industry is, you know, I think it's pretty obvious that it's a number one factor and, you know, it's certainly about who you know and your connections that you've made. And, uh, the, I would say what I did, pull from my degree that was really helpful though is certainly the business side of things being able to look at a profit and loss report and income statements and mm -hmm. you know know what i'm looking at and uh you know i would say that that made me a lot more comfortable when it came to costing you know costing items out and uh didn't really i didn't really need that education from restaurant experience i had that from schooling so i'm very thankful for that um but i think you know with regards to the experience in the restaurants, I mean, certainly it makes you, it makes you a better human being. In my opinion, it makes you, uh, gain people skills and makes you appreciate, uh, the little details in life. You know, if you, if you've ever cleaned a grease trap before by hand, you know, you, <laughs> you kind of gain an appreciation for every person working in a dish pit or every person that has to, has to do that job. And, um, you know, it's, I think it's about knowing what everyone's going through and, uh, and that's from your dishwasher to your guest, uh, all the way from, you know, back to front. So, um, I think it's certainly important to, to have the experience and, um, you know, if, if it was, uh, if it was my world, I think everybody would probably work in a restaurant for a year or two out of their entire life. Um, and that would almost be mandated in some way, shape or form. Amen, brother. Man, I got to tell you, so I've got three kids. I'm a little older than you, and I've got three kids. My oldest is 14 now, and uh, 
I uh, actually wrote a blog post a year ago or so about why I want all my kids to work in restaurants. No matter what they're going to do one day, I want them all to work in a restaurant. I'm completely on board with that. And uh, you do. You learn to empathize. You also learn just hard work and balancing a lot of stuff at once and dealing with a lot of people at once, both your on your team and your customers and your managers. I mean, it's like if you can be successful in a restaurant, God you are really you're you're setting yourself up to be successful a lot of things because it is a really challenging thing like what you do man i gotta tell you i tip my hat i mean being a gm of a restaurant in charleston a new place like that like you've got i mean we could probably talk for hours on all the things that you're on your plate and the things that you have to do and balance so it's an incredible skill set to be able to do that and to do it well and especially to do it in a competitive town like like you have so i i really commend that man oh yeah dude absolutely i mean i'm honest seriously man i'm very sincerely believe that so um well look listen i i uh i told you i'd probably take about 20 minutes of your time and that's what i've taken so i'm gonna let you roll but um adam i really appreciate it a lot and uh we're stoked to serve y'all we love serving just badass places like y'all have and just appreciate it and i thank you for taking the time to do this absolutely it's my pleasure good deal man have a good one and uh anytime i can do anything for you just let me know Thanks so much, Will. All right, take care, man. See you. All right.